Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. I hope everybody's having a very nice Memorial Day. Thought I'd throw a short podcast out this afternoon. Just, uh, yeah, we don't take four day weekend, three day weekends. We don't take any more than a regular weekend here on Fantasy NBA Today. But it is going to be a little bit of a different show because, number one, it's a holiday. And I've been doing this now long enough to know that nobody listens to podcasts on holidays. I don't know why. I guess a lot of folks listen to shows while they're driving places, things of that nature. Uh, so if nobody's driving, nobody's listening. And so we're not going to dump one of our traditional shows onto today when I know it's just going to kind of disappear into the, into the ether. So instead, today, I'm going to remind you guys once again, first of all, I'm Dan Vespers. Kind of goes without saying, I guess, at this point. At Dan Vespers on Twitter, this is, of course, a Sports Ethos presentation. SportsEthos.com, Ethos Fantasy BK, Ethos Fantasy BB, Ethos Fantasy FB. Those are the three spots. Shout out to my football and baseball guys chugging along right now. Hey, JP's way up and over 100 now. Need 160. Attaboy. Coming in hot. Uh, so what I thought I'd do today instead, in what I think will be more like a 15-minute show, is set the table for the the Yahoo breakdown, which is actually going to be a little bit different this year, because Yahoo mucked with their pre-ranks. Normally, those of you that have been with us in off-seasons before, and there are definitely more of you this off-season, as evidenced once again, we talked about this already, by the fact that listenership in this, the sort of first true all-off-season month of, uh, of the year, so May of this year would have matched up with June of last year, May the year before that, although the uh, year before that was like, there was like a three-month off-season and then basketball, and then there was like a two-month off-season again. So I, can't, I suppose we can't really compare it to that one. But last year in June was when uh, the finals were getting started, right? Uh, season went until mid-May, um, so you had actual in-game stuff happening. So everything that I've been talking about on the podcast is basically be comparing this May that we're in right now with last June. Um, circling back to the point of all of this, uh, typically, if you've been listening to this show before, you know that in the off-season, we do a review not just of how our own picks did, because we did the Dan Vespers Old Man Squad a couple weeks ago, but how the big box sites did with their predictions. And that's important because their predictions tend to be the single greatest weight factor on player ADP at their website. So what we do, we, we tend to talk mostly about Yahoo on this show because that's the, the most popular fantasy website. It's the one I use mostly. And I honestly, I think the UI is probably the best. Even if I don't agree with all of the commissioner tools, I think they could make some of that stuff better. The actual interface makes the most sense. So that's what we talk about. We talk about Yahoo. And every offseason, we go through and we compared what Yahoo's pre-rank or X-rank or O-rank, or whatever weird nomenclature they want to use on any given year is with how that player finished, both in totals 
and on a per-game basis. So basically saying, how did the big boys do? And their job is harder than ours. In fact, their job at its core is actually impossible. So this is not an exercise to say, oh, you know, dumb, dumb Yahoo, they can't get their numbers right. It's actually an exercise to point out the fact that what Yahoo has to do with their pre-ranks is nonsense. Because they don't, I mean, the simple solution to what the problem is over there is Yahoo has to give a pre-rank out that fits all. You know, it's a flex fit pre-rank effectively for their for their basketball players because they give the same X ranks out for 8-cat and 9-cat leagues and even their smattering of points leagues, which is not as prevalent on Yahoo as it is on ESPN, but it does still exist out there. It's like, I think it's like 50 or 60% 9-cat and then like 30% 8-cat and then a handful of, of points leagues. But point is, regardless of what that actual breakdown is, if I'm in a 9-category league their pre-ranks are going to be at least some small amount, generally a little more than that, but at very, the base minimum, impacted somehow by the 8-cat and points league leagues that are happening. It's why ADPs don't always match up by different leagues, but Yahoo has to give out an average. That's what the A in ADP stands for. So maybe I should say the DP doesn't match in different types of leagues, but the ADP has to apply to all of them. And so then what Yahoo has to do is they got to give out a pre-rank that fits all. It's one size fits all, and that doesn't work. That's impossible. So then what we do, and again, I know what you're thinking out there, and you'd be right to think it. Well, shouldn't Yahoo just give out, have different X ranks for 8 and 9 cat, and then at least solve that problem, yeah, that would actually be a really smart way to handle it. But they haven't, at least not to this point, done that. And my guess would be they won't be doing it anytime all that soon because it's probably kind of hard to program for their website. No, and then it's reflecting what type of league you're in and all that good stuff. You can sort by different things that apply to your specific league settings later on, when you're looking at free agent ranks and stuff like that, but the, just the, the straight pre-rank, X-rank, O-rank, whatever, that's one size fits all. So what we've done in the past in off-seasons is look back at that number and compare it to where the player finished to kind of figure out not necessarily how good or bad the big box site did with their flex-fit rankings, but rather... Where should we start veering off from that list substantially? Not to say that you have to veer off substantially, but where do you have the freedom to start looking outside the names coming up on the list? And historically, and I've got a tab on my, my Excel spreadsheet for all this. We did it in 1617. We skipped a year. I don't know why. Uh, 1718 is not on my list. I don't know why we didn't do it there, but we did 1819, 1920, 2021, and then we'll be doing 2022 here, or uh, 2122. But the problem, of course, is that this year, Yahoo changed their pre-ranks in the middle of the season. So we can't actually see how the flex fit rankings applied. All we can see is ADP. 
which isn't going to be perfect, and we're going to have to make some adjustments in our head kind of on the fly as we're breaking this stuff down. But it's not bad. It'll give us an idea of where guys were generally drafted in still kind of a flex-fit format because ADP, the numbers Yahoo gives us are, again, for 9, 8, and points leagues types of, and then all, you know, custom leagues. But those are so few in number that we we can just kind of call them negligible and you just figure they kind of cancel each other out. But 9, 8, and points are the three main types, head-to-head, roto, whatever, that are going to go into this, this ADP board. Last year, we looked at final totals ranking, final per game ranking, how it matched up to the pre-rank, called it a start rank on the board just so that we don't have to change our nomenclature every year, and kind of figured out that, well, first of all, last year the rankings were all over the map because, uh, you know, Anthony Davis had a horrible totals experience in the early round. Trey Young and Devin Booker actually were really bad by averages in the first round last year. But if you're looking at a per game, and you you try to throw out the injury stuff a little bit, things got funky in like the third round, late third, and then actually got better again before really going off the rails around pick 50. So that's kind of what we learned last year, that around pick 50, typically, things started to veer pretty far away from the midpoint. There was a stretch like in the in the late 60s, early 70s last year where Yahoo got a bunch of numbers really close to where guys ended up, so it actually kind of artificially deflated the mark. But by around pick 50, things started to veer off course. And we'll look for that point again this season with ADPs instead of pre-ranks. We'll have a show when we actually get to this exercise. We'll have a show where I sort of go through what each column on our board is going to mean. Because there's kind of a running total, absolute value, live sum, live average, things like that. Uh, And we'll just pull the whole thing apart. It's really important for understanding, like, what do other people know more than we do? Should we trust our own rankings implicitly? Or is there something to be gained by looking at a pre-rank or an ADP or something like that. And when I say, is there something to be gained, meaning, like, is there a reason someone is going in a particular place? Every player has their own story, of course, and we can pull those apart too. We can parse the stories for ways to handicap these players going forward. Every single group of five names on this list, six names if you want to just call it half a round, every single group of six names tells a story. I will say, though, because again, I'm going to keep this one relatively short. We're already at like 12, 13 minutes of just kind of talking about the reasons, the methodology even behind this stuff. With the last few minutes on today's podcast, because we're not going to get into a team breakdown, we're not going to get into any of the actual uh, Yahoo breakdowns either today, because there's just a holiday check-in with you guys, see how everybody's doing today. Hope you guys are well. Have a little barbecue, whatever it might be. Thank those that have been given the the ultimate sacrifice, as they say. I believe it actually is uh, killed or injured. I feel like someone told me that one time. I might be messing that up, but either way, Uh, Thank you to those on Memorial Day. 
but again, just this is uh, what you call a little bit of a touch. We're just touching today. We're touching down, making sure everybody knows we're okay over here doing a show because we don't miss any shows here on Fantasy NBA Today. But with the last few minutes on the pod, and I've been promising this one for a while, and I can't yell because my littlest is right in the middle of his nap right now, but the fact that Yahoo changed their pre-ranks this year is inexplicably horrible. Absolutely, positively atrocious. And you know where they did it, too. Because they made it really obvious. Like, Paul George has a preseason rank of 139 now. That's nonsense. We all know he wasn't pre-ranked 139. They've basically adjusted their pre-ranks to lock in with totals marks. Like, they've, they've moved their pre-ranks closer to the players' posted totals. Not per game, totals. Luka Doncic is down at 14 preseason. That's stupid. We know for a fact he was going 2-3 and three in almost every draft with Giannis, who they left at 3. Uh, they moved Trey up to 7, Harden down to 9, Gobert up to 11. He wasn't 11. Donovan Mitchell was at 13. Chris Paul... Preseason rank 17? We know that's not true. He was going in the 30s. Jonas Valanciunas, pre-rank 24. Miles Bridges, pre-rank 25. Is this what they're saying next year is going to be? I doubt it. I don't think they're going to have Paul George at 139 for next year. There's no real explanation as to how these numbers got to where they are, other than... Meh, Yahoo just wanted to sort of bury a few things. And then for some players, they didn't move them around very much. Like, they left Brandon Ingram's pre-rank at 40, which is basically where he was, even though by totals, he finished at 125. And Ananobi, they moved him to 43 or left him around 43, even though he finished at 140 by totals. I don't understand it. It almost seems like they only took the top 25 and rearranged those players. So that if anybody looks at the Yahoo ranks and they're like, oh, how did they do with the biggest names on the board? Then they'd be like, oh, they really nailed it. They nailed it. Even though, quite clearly, these are mishmash. I mean, Dame's pre-rank is 250. They just they took these guys that, that wildly underperformed this year and they just moved them. They just moved them off the board. It's really upsetting. I don't know if this is a marketing thing. Like, Yahoo doesn't sell this information. And there's no shame in saying I got Dame wrong because it's Damian Lillard and he's been between fourth, third and eighth in fantasy for a decade straight. I had him there. Everybody had him there. And then as soon as we got word that he was dealing with an abdominal thing, then we all went, oh, no. But, like, there's no reason for... There's no reason for Yahoo to say, oh, yeah, yeah, Dame, we had Dame at 250. Huh? What? What what are we talking about here? So they pulled these guys, they pulled the big namers, and they moved them, almost like no one would notice they were ever there. Lonzo, pre-rank 150, Miles Turner 111? They just moved these guys that got hurt and missed half the season. 
I really don't get it. There's no rhyme or reason because they also moved Gary Trent Jr. up in pre-rank to 93. And he was outside the top 130. I got him in a ton of leagues as a last-round flyer that really worked out well. Al Horford, pre-rank 66? That's not where he was. But again, it almost feels like they, they were picking and choosing which players they moved around on the board to look better. DeMar DeRozan, pre-rank 12? He was going at 55 this year. So at least from that standpoint, the ADPs are going to be a more accurate number for us to work with. But Yahoo, I am officially calling you guys out on this podcast. I don't understand what what happened here. The pre-ranks are not for next year. Again, because you'd never put Dame at 250. Even if you thought he was going to maybe shut down or miss a few games, you wouldn't put him at 250. I don't think you'd put DeMar DeRozan back at 12 for next year either on the opposite side of that thing. So none of this makes sense. None of it. The only explanation that fits is Yahoo said, oh, uh, we need to readjust what our pre-ranks were so that the final ranks look closer. That's it. I mean, this feels exclusively like a marketing thing for a site that doesn't market their ranks. I don't get it. I know they have Yahoo Plus. So, like, there's team positional strengths and things like that. You can get a, a research assistant, and, and maybe that's what they're looking at. Like, oh, no, we can't sell Yahoo Plus if people think that we totally whiffed on a couple of first-rounders. Yeah, you could. You really could. What you need to do, Yahoo, if you want to sell a Yahoo Plus, is have a 9-cat and an 8-category board. Or a whole 9-cat and 8-category site, really. Like, there shouldn't be overlap in the way that there is because it mucks up the numbers. So today I say, if Yahoo, if anyone from Yahoo is listening or anyone who's affiliated with them or connected with them, please, Lord, I need an explanation as to why the preseason ranks changed. Because once the preseason is over, those numbers should be locked in stone. At 4.15 p.m. Pacific time on opening night, those numbers should not ever get to shift again. And at 4.15 p.m. Pacific time on opening night, we still thought Paul George was going to play a full season. And Dame. So if you're trying to tell me that before the season started, we decided those guys weren't going to be worth drafting, I'm call- I say shenanigans. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. It mucks up our analysis. It screws up the numbers. We'll roll by ADPs. And Luca had the second highest ADP in all of fantasy sports. So if you try to sell me on him being pre-ranked in the teens on Yahoo, nope. Doesn't make sense. Be better next time. Or give me an explanation that has this all add up that's different than the one that I can come up with on my own. Because I might be wrong, but I don't see it. And I'm not in, a, in the business to look for conspiracy theory type stuff. That, that doesn't, like Occam's razor here, the simplest explanation is typically the correct one. Unfortunately, right now, the simplest explanation is they didn't want their pre-ranks to look that bad in a season where uh, a lot of us had big holes in our first round. Guys that got hurt, Dame in particular being one of them, and then the whole back end of the first round not named Trey Young. Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, Bam Adebayo, 
disaster after disaster, injury disaster after disaster. We all had that problem, Yahoo. It's nothing to be ashamed of. We couldn't expect that every one of those dudes was going to flop this year. Not after what they've been able to do historically. But they did, we did, and so on and so forth. And Yahoo, I'm, anno- I'm annoyed. But uh, I will remain open-minded to another explanation if somebody has one. And if you've got one, feel free to lay it on me on Twitter. I, you know, what am I doing today that's so important? Anywho, tomorrow we'll dive back into player, or uh, team breakdowns, I should say. Uh, Spurs should be uh, next after we did the Lakers last week. Then we pivot back into the Eastern Conference, Wizards, and uh, we've already done the Knicks. So we can jump over those teams. Remember, we did the Atlantic Division a couple weeks ago. Uh, what I need to make sure I do is log these ADPs um, before Yahoo shuts down their basketball stuff. So uh, if one of you guys has a moment to do that just as a backup, that'd be swell also. We'll see. Anyway, I'm Dan Basperis. Have a lovely rest of your Memorial Day. We will be back with the normal scheduled proceedings tomorrow. I'm also going to talk to Mike Fiddle, middle of the week, um, about the NBA Finals. He's done a massive Finals breakdown. He's the host of The Advantage, one of our new wagering podcasts here at Sports Ethos, and he's just been dunking on NBA betting for about a decade now, so that should be a lot of fun. We'll do that middle of the week before the Finals begin. Congrats to the Warriors. Congrats to the Celtics. Actually, one of my my college roommates' two favorite teams are in the finals. I have to hear it from him. Talking to you, Nick. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. So long, everybody.